Welcome to Retail Nightmares. I am your co-ghost, Jessica Delisle, my podcast host, co-ghost. I'm a co-owner, too. Sorry, co-owner. I'm so sorry. I was like, why are you looking at me so mad? I'm a partial co-ghost owner. We've been recording five seconds. What did I do? (laughs) Alicia Tobin, my (laughs) co-owner. Now she looks like something really bad happened inside her body. <laughs> uh hi. 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 <laughs> I really like making faces on the podcast last few episodes. It's I've noticed it started with the Abdul Aziz episode with your like humping motions. Yeah, and, and then I just tried to do like the angriest old man face. <laughs> it just looks... I heard something in my neck oh, doing no. it. I'm really into physical comedy and I'm in terrible shape. Uh what's perfect for a, uh, an audio podcast. <laughs> uh our guest today is a fabulous human. She is in one of my favorite Vancouver bands, Neck Gang. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Sonia Rock Rez. Hi. Hello. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Your band is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks it's, for coming. It's good podcast. Good. Uh, yeah. Your band is great. Everyone should check you out if uh, they're in Vancouver. I feel like you play th- every week. It's horrible. <laughs> You're in a living hell. <laughs> it's so awful. No, it's it's cool. No, uh, it's good. You're popular. No, it's because we're stoked, I think. Okay. Um, I am a big proponent of taking a long breaks. Yeah. Long relaxation. I'm a fan of that, too. Yeah, but it's just so much is happening. Yeah. You're a hot commodity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone, every bill's got to have necking on. Yeah, everyone wants me. It's very (laughs) cool. Everyone wants to beat me. How many people are in your band? Four. Okay, it's a good number for a band. Yeah, the Fab Four. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 a Beatles. Beatles Yeah, yeah, Beatles Two is what we call ourselves. That's Beatles also. (laughs) The Oasis is the Beatles Two, right? Oh, yeah, a little bit. I just want to yeah, segue no, into right. Oasis as quick as possible because <laughs> I want to talk about how your dad has an Oasis <laughs> tattoo. Wow. wow. What? He does. What is, what, tell us. Why well, can't you imagine? I'm not sure. I think it's, it might have been his first or second tattoo. Okay. At what age? At the ripe age of past 30. Wow. Um, possibly past 40. Okay. So you was don't know this... how old your dad is. <laughs> Well, I don't know how old he was at the time because I wasn't even there. Okay. I wasn't even living with him. I think he might have been somewhere around for early 40s. He wasn't like posting it on Instagram. Um, This was pre that. You know what? Maybe he was. I do not follow my dad on Instagram. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I didn't even know <laughs> he had one. It. So what's his Oasis tattoo? My dad um, has the wildest music taste. He <laughs> grew up. He was born in 69. Oh, so he grew up my in... least favorite sex position. <laughs> he, oh, my most favorite. Yeah, it's favorite. weird. My most medium favorite. <laughs> uh, so he 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 was uh, a teen in the 80s. So he loves Depeche Mode and he loves Roxy music As and stuff do. that I can I can yeah. really kind of relate to. And then he loves Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's not something I relate I think to. It's the thing, I think he, must, he hit 30 and got really sentimental. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the 90s hit. And this he is, just got really sad. It's his champagne supernova, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what does the tattoo look like? It's a lyric. Oh. oh. From a song. Oh. 
I can't. I can't tell champagne you. Champagne supernova. It's not champagne supernova. Is it's it, from... Wait, here's my favorite lyric. From, okay. Sorry to interrupt, but slowly walking down the hall, <laughs> <laughs> or down a hall, or something. It's slowly like, walking down the hall faster, faster than, than the cannonball. cannonball. <laughs> um, where were you when we were getting high? <laughs> Which I actually, um, I watched the Oasis documentary recently. Me too. I watched I it on it so tour. Much. It's so bad. It's so good. Should I watch it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's worth it's, watching. It's, it's really good. What lyric? <laughs> I can't tell you. It's from a song. It's private. It's oh, I can't, it's, it's so embarrassing. Oh, you can't tell us because it's embarrassing. Yeah, That's no, fine. But, you know, if my dad's here, I will ask him to undress yeah. himself so <laughs> he can show it to that you. That can be a bonus on nice. the Patreon. It's on his back. It's from a song off Definitely Maybe, the album. Okay. Okay. Uh, the only other hint I can give is that it is Noel Gallagher's favorite Oasis song. Okay. Okay. It is the one that he's most proud of. Okay. Hmm. The Gallagher boys. They're so funny. Their rivalry <laughs> is so entertaining. Like, one of them called the other one a potato. <laughs> it's great. And it's then, a great insult. It's such a good insult. Uh, anyway. <laughs> sorry. I don't sorry. know if you follow them on Twitter. Yeah, they're worth they're, it. They're good. They're very worth it. Oh, I will start following them. Yeah. that The documentary is like, wow, it's just luck that you, like, bunch of uh, not very smart guys became <laughs> superstars. My favorite is Gwigs. Gwigsy. Gwigsy. I think I'm the Gwigsy of Netking. Yeah? Yeah. It's Gwig yeah, Gwigs is the bass player, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's not about... The instrument. It's about the the personality, the vibes. Yeah, yes. He's like the mellow one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think Wigsy is like the the one who who's like really quiet, but then he ended up suing Oasis. Oh, and was that in the documentary? No, I think that was Omitted. somewhat recent. That might have been the last few years or something. Well, Lord knows they have enough money that he <laughs> could get some out of. But them. the thing is, he lost, and he spent, or he he, I don't know. They settled. And he got like, I don't know, like $100,000 or something. That's hardly enough. And he enough. spent way more on the lawyer. So he lost oh, shit. all of his money. Quigs. Quigs. That seems unfair. He can be yeah. in our band that I have just like decided that made. champagne supernova. That, yeah. It might have been the other one. <laughs> That's I'm how I describe sure. my genitals. <laughs> An inverted champagne supernova. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sorry that I made us talk about Oasis right off the top. Uh, I'm sorry that I don't get to know what her dad's tattoo is uh it's but you don't have to tell us i'll yeah, find it i'll tell you i'll tell you everyone later. can write in what they think your dad's That's tattoo is oh and yeah the... whoever gets it right gets a free tote bag oh <gasps> yeah that means i have to uh get some more printed asap <laughs> but yeah if you can guess what sonia's dad's tattoo and it's the is. first person that guesses yeah the first yeah person. this it's yeah. the 69th person to guess <laughs> no uh we don't have that many fans <laughs> um so, so Sonia, yeah. Uh, <laughs> enough about your very cool dad. <laughs> he is very cool. <laughs> I've only seen one photo of him, uh, and it seems like he's maybe like drunk on New Year's Eve or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> so Russian New Year's Eve because my parents live in Russia. When the Soviet Union happened, what? Um, <laughs> Christmas was outlawed, so they just. Like bunched up a bunch of holidays into New Year's Eve, so oh, you wow. so it's like, everything. You you do the tree, you do Russian Santa, oh. you do costumes too. Oh, so wow. you dress up in costumes. So my dad was wearing like a he was dressed as Noel Gallagher. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Better than Liam, I guess. I don't know. Liam's cool. He doesn't play an instrument and he doesn't want to learn. And he's so full of anger and so little talent. (laughs) I relate to this guy. Yeah, he's pretty hot. (laughs) Jay has um, Jay bought sunglasses this year that are round. And every time he puts them on, I'm just like Oasis. He just looks like (laughs) Oasis. I love it. But that's cool. I didn't know that about Russian New Year's. Yeah, it's a big, big thing that happens. It's mm. really exciting. And you you do the thing where you spend half the night with your family and really wholesome. And then you get really, really, really trashed. Down There's some dirty horrible the pictures in my photo albums. Really? In my family albums. Yeah. Wow. I'm learning so much. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> well, that's the one thing I know about your dad. So I feel like my opinion <laughs> he of is him horribly is trashed most of the time. Very yeah. skewed. No, just that one thing and then the Oasis tattoo. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll get him on the podcast later. So you do you currently work in customer service? As of two weeks ago, I did not. Oh, congratulations. Oh. Thank you. I am so full of angst and <laughs> newly found energy because of it. Well, this is, I think, a good pit stop <laughs> to, to Was have. parting such sweet sorrow or? <laughs> oh, it was complicated. Yeah. I mean, no. You changed I mean, your status on your. I did. I did. <laughs> on your LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. it's complicated. <laughs> Single. <laughs> I uh, objectively parted on very good terms. All my coworkers are very sweet, but it was a horrible, horrible demon hole. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I'm exaggerating. It always it's is. called the demon hole. It's called the demon hole. <laughs> demon it's hole. A, it's hottest a, coffee in town. It's a D and D cafe. <laughs> Oh my gosh, copyright, copyright, copyright. <laughs> uh, it's going to put the Stormcrow out of business. Whoa. Demon yeah. hole. The demon's hole. <laughs> That's a back room <laughs> where we have fetish night. Oh. I, I have fetish yeah. night. <laughs> it's just Sorry. you in like a little leather outfit. <laughs> I just have a tail. Dancing to Oasis. <laughs> and we can watch you through a little peephole. <laughs> I <laughs> and you have a tail. <laughs> I'm just picturing myself doing like cosplay from you remember the TV show Dinosaurs? Yes. Did you ever see that? No. Yes. I don't know if that was good enough to make it overseas. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. Dinosaurs was it seemed like it was a bunch of animatronic dinosaurs in a sitcom. It was uh, like Roseanne done with dinosaurs. Yeah, right. it was sort of like working class a bunch dinosaur of family. Dinosaurs. It was like the Flintstones but just the dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, but great. it wasn't animatronic. It was actually people in suits. Like the dad had three people in the suit, apparently. It was really good. I think about it constantly cool. still. Uh, the neighbor was a brontosaurus, so she'd just stick her <laughs> head in through the window and it would you'd only see her neck. It was great. Um, and then I have a friend who her first crush ever was on the like son in that, <laughs> <Right>. Robbie. <laughs> Who, oh, he was like a, I don't know, some sort of raptor. Of course, it made no sense, like, the dinosaurs <laughs> that they all were. It's like, they didn't, it wasn't. They were all adopted. Yeah, they were all different, mm-hmm. like, species. But he wore a Letterman jacket and then just had sort of, like, spiked uh, things on his head. <laughs> cool. And my friend was like, that was my first crush ever was him. And I was like, that's very unusual. <laughs> like, I I don't even I know. I like the baby so much. Not the mama. Yeah, that was like. What the, was your favorite first crush jessica my first crush oh man well this is treading on uh well-worn stop podcasting yourself territory because they used to have a segment called celebrity crush hat yeah uh, where you would have to pull a number out of a hat the number was the age and you'd have to say what 
who your crush was at that age. And of course, I have a note on my phone where my friend Mike and I, uh, former guest Mike Macri, we did our own celebrity crush hat. So let me just look on my phone. Uh, Luke Skywalker was my first crush. That's not bad. Yeah, I would have to say I was Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now is Han Solo. But at the time, I don't know. Just feathered hair. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> when I saw him looking at that twin sunset, I was just like, did something to me in the theater in the 70s. I'm very old. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, I saw the first time I saw it was when they did the re-release in yeah. the late 90s. So I got it with all the bad CGI. Cool. I saw the re-release of The Phantom Menace with my nephew a few oh. years ago. That was really cool. Was it in 3D? It was. I've heard uh, <laughs> it was like... Even even more obnoxious than the original. It was great. He loved it. I asked him what his favorite Good, Star Wars movie was, and he said The Phantom Menace. Yeah. And awesome. I said, yeah, you're right. You are correct. Yeah. For a kid, that's the perfect movie because it's just stuff jumping out yeah. and being like, oh, <laughs> yeah. ooh, surprise. Um, who Now I need to know who all y'all's first crushes were. I was Han Solo. Han Solo, definitely. 100%. Wow. Like mine was Hercules. Feeling. Hercules from the oh. Disney film, like the animated. Yeah. Okay. Um, I liked that he had little curls on his body. Like, do you remember the chin was like drawn like a little yeah, spiral, like a, like a yeah. Greek. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Like a like a weird urn. Or, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he had all these weird angular bits of his body. <laughs> he was so. That did and he really he really changed over the course of the movie. He was like a. A little Twinkie boy, and like he got, he got really jacked, and I was like, "This is so multifaceted." I like the way you said "jack." You kind of extended jacked. the a, a a bit there. Jacked. I never saw Hercules, but oh. now I kind of want to. I'm like, I want to see this little twink get jacked. Uh, I'm imagining it much more erotic. Uh, but anyway, so Sonia, please share some of uh, some of your demon hole stories. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> Honestly, not as bad for a service job that as it can be. I'm like very aware of that. But I worked at a vegan cafe. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Vegan. You vegan? have to say it that yeah. way every time. So I always say vegan, but I... Vegan. 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 Yeah. Like that. No cheese, please. <laughs> no cheese, no cheese. You're not allowed to open your mouth. No cheese on my cheese sandwich. Breaking edge. <laughs> no. <laughs> you might accidentally inhale some cheese. No yeah. cheese. When you're saying, no cheese. No. No cheese. No cheese, please. See, we're to the vegan cafe. That's right. I um, didn't even know we had one here. Oh, yeah. Um... There's like 20 of them on one block on Main Street. <laughs> really? You know the block? The one that's, my friend calls it the douche wedge. The douche wedge? <laughs> Little Portland? No, the oh, no. the the one that's angular, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that has jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like oh. a triangle. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. I was thinking, I was thinking different neighborhood. Yeah. I was thinking your neighborhood and there's a triangular street there with a bunch of like specialty shops and I call that little Portland. I wouldn't, a vegan <laughs> place might survive there. Totally. There's a gluten-free place there. So yeah, I'm on a new rule around that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spend like $40 there every weekend. I keep thinking I should get you a gift certificate there, uh, like as a gift, but then I'm like, maybe you're trying not to go there now. 
We can save my bakery nightmares for any old time. So let's ta- let's, let's yeah. talk about your cafe. Oh, well, it's vegan and gluten-free. Oh. Oh. I've walked past it and been like, don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Not today. Oh, um, yeah. I wonder why. It looks too intimate. It is very intimate. I don't like to walk into a place and then you're already in the whole place. Yeah, that's what it is. I also it's... don't like to walk to a place where the back is too far away either. Yeah, it's I don't bizarre. like to make that kind of commitment. I like to be able to like back up and leave. <laughs> yeah, it's very. Um, everything is white and pink, mm. and it looks artisanal. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> well, it's fine. I mean, nothing against the cafe itself, at least on air. <laughs> but the thing about and here's the thing: I think veganism for most people, I don't know. I think it's a, often a sign of. A kind of empathy that I really admire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but something about those main street rich vegans that yeah, is just—it's it's definitely a status symbol for a lot of people. Yeah. For some people, it's an ethical thing, and then some people, it's like I can afford to eat this way, so I'm gonna talk about it nonstop. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it, it's interesting because a lot of people who came in were lovely, but just mm, yeah. Uh, turns out vegan places attract a certain breed of person that i'd never met before (laughs) and it's the vegan instagram influencer oh gross (laughs) please go on i just had an inverted champagne supernova (laughs) at those three words um which i didn't i mean i oh it's a real thing oh yeah i don't doubt their existence it's just that i don't know i'm not familiar no you're not following them. i am very yeah. familiar yeah well there's a, there's specific ones that are very big within really? certain communities at least to my understanding the ones that with like millions of followers really who came in quite a bit and were just heinous people oh really? my god <laughs> yeah. i love hearing that i would love some names during the break yeah <laughs> please yes um i had a woman come in while i was doing something completely unrelated like cooking food not talking to her <laughs> because it's so intimate it's so out in the open they see what you're doing i i had her lean over the table and s- shout at me are you mixed <gasps> and what i remember like lifting my head and being like are you talking? Yeah, uh, sure, I guess. You're like facing away from yeah. her. <laughs> and she's like, I love that. What the fuck? <laughs> and then she said, my husband is part Asian, so my baby is part Asian. And I love that. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Oh, my God, this isn't <laughs> happening. It isn't. And my manager was right there. And you can't really do anything i don't mean i yeah, would probably wouldn't have done anything to begin with but i was kind of like i think you're just in shock when something yeah, like it's that just happens so bizarre because it's not even she wasn't even necessarily being rude but it was just so incredibly obnoxious not to mention yeah. like super problematic yeah and i was feeling so charitable that day <laughs> that i was like thank you and then i said did you know that East Asian Americans face some of the highest rates of depression? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I guess to her credit, she was like, no, really? <laughs> she was like genuinely interested in that. Yeah, she could Instagram it. But that's a great it was Instagramable. Fact to just throw it somewhere yeah. in your face. Like. 
that was so and uh there are more stories about that particular person like coming in 15 minutes before close and insisting on staying up to an hour after what the fuck and stuff like that just so they can get like and, the uh, perfect uh lighting for their instagram yeah the perfect something? lighting for the instagram and the most disgusting crusty leftover food Gross. and um a lot of name dropping <laughs> so that's lovely <laughs> that's exactly what you want in it's a really weird job. false fame and also the people that are these instagram influencers they're getting paid yeah mm-hmm. they're getting paid to pump people's products uh they're getting paid a lot of money they're getting a lot of free products and then they work it into their instagram feed like it isn't an advertisement which is not really ethical oh it's obvious though mm-hmm. when you see yeah. it, you're like i love this new mm, and it's like <laughs> yeah you're like this is weird. This one from... But I think a lot of people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they do. Uh, that's gross. Well, it's cool that she's racist. Like, yeah, it's really great for it her. It sounds like I'm happy she's, about her baby. The way she's talking about it, it sounds like she's collecting Pokemon or something. Like. Yeah. Well, she's collecting... <laughs> or yes, followers. Did she Instagram and, you? Uh, <laughs> she did not. Although Hashtag there were people mixed. who have tried to do that, not because of me, but like to get the kind of authentic original look of this what a mainstream cafe looks like making the food yeah yeah <laughs> yeah wow, it's so gross it's pretty funny i'm so glad you're not there anymore <laughs> yeah it's it was kind of a struggle by the end of it and by the end of it i was just irrationally angry that's how it gets yeah yeah we um i have friends we've had friends that worked at a tea shop on granville island and one of the things like i, I have a friend who's not been on the podcast and i think that she'd probably be too shy to be on the podcast but She's like a beautiful, quiet redhead, and people would just stop and take her picture when she was working, which is so rude. And there's really, it's not against law, but it's just really awful. And where people would just take pictures of people while they were working without their permission, like not even ask. And if people want to take pictures when I'm working at like a booth or in the public somehow or even at a show like i want them to ask me so mm-hmm. i can get the fuck out of the way yeah like, mm-hmm. or like at least like turn your face in a way where you won't look like a goblin yeah. there's no angle <laughs> <laughs> I, there's one i'm you know how people like instagram influencers know their angles and know their lighting and everything and nothing against people who know how to be photogenic but there's one angle and i have never like figured out which one it is but sometimes i see myself and i'm like oh i am an 80 year old <laughs> grandma <laughs> how did this happen i don't like it when that happens and i scream in horror <laughs> and then people are like no you look great you look really cute and I'm like, oh, so that's cute that's how you think that's I look? what it is <laughs> this is it for me i don't look cuter than that you have summed up my whole existence yeah, yeah. or like, people I like just... you look really good there and you're like that's what you think i look like yeah and, and then i've had people say like yeah that's what you look like i'm like well that face is unacceptable this is the face i make in pictures <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people too uh former guest tom whalen mm-hmm. <laughs> your partner who's been uh, uh, on the podcast twice before. He has a lot of faces he made. <laughs> he has a lot of faces. It's really great. It's really good, guys. It's his, so funny. But... His faces. But he also, I feel like... They're really scary sometimes. They're really scary. And he'll just zoom right into like his nostrils or his teeth. Yeah, I've, I've considered unfollowing him for sure. <laughs> but he's always, like at the right time when you're going through your stories and there's just like a one second clip of him being like, hey guys, it's great. Those are pretty good. Give him a follow, Demon Brain. <laughs> uh, also, he changes his name on social media so much. So much. That there were times where I was like, who's, why is this man harassing yeah. me? And it was my friend Tom. <laughs> yeah, I, same with Rob. Yeah, Rob I've Holmes, had words, like, I think, with both guests. of them. Uh, they're really a, a, 
a pair. They have a show coming up. The show that you did the poster for. They do. And Smoker. Smoker. Uh, they've only played, I want to say once. Yeah, and I didn't go. It's a concept band that they're it's really so into. Good. They're pro cigarettes and smoking. Yeah, and I was there the other day when they were finishing up their new song. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Oh, I don't want to say No, I'll say it. Uh, it's called Teach Your Baby to Smoke. <laughs> Teach I'm your, your baby. baby uh, uh, it's really good. I'm really excited. It's on... May 10th. Everybody should come out. Everyone should go. Also, that's the day after Tom's other thing is happening at uh, Doxa Baby iPad. Oh, is yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's right on on brand for his baby. That's his baby <laughs> week. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, why I brought up Tom is because I feel like uh, his faces that he makes in photos are sort of contagious. And when I would go on tour with him, we would just every photo that anyone wanted to take with us, I would just retract my lips. <laughs> And do that weird skeleton smile. And it took me, I had to actively think like, no, don't make that face every time someone takes a photo of you. Because every time I would see a photo, I'd be like, oh, that's scary. Why did I do that? It's true also because I live with him. I I mean, the faces I've just kind of accepted at this point. But I talk like him now, like uh, especially when I find myself having to empathize with someone, I'll be like, well, yeah, that's really hard, right? And I'm like, no, that's not me. That's Tom. Aww. That's really that weird. That just happens when you're a couple. Yeah, that happens yeah. when... I even do that with friends when I hang out with certain people. Totally. Uh, former guest Loren Smith. I When I hang out with her, I wind up like morphing into talking like her. And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm doing like Loren voice. Uh, which She's very charismatic. She is. She should be the leader of a cult. She should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was in cult I've been babies. looking for one. I, yeah, I would buy whatever she's selling, which mm-hmm. uh, she'll be selling things very close mm-hmm. to me soon. She's just got a job in South Granville. But yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that because uh, <laughs> that just is what happens. Yeah. And also getting back to Instagram people, they suck. <laughs> Yeah, I think their whole thing. I is do want to start a one just for Hank, though, so I can get him free dog food. Oh, that photo that you took of him posing with the, all the free dog food that you won. Yeah, is so amazing. He looks really proud. Where yeah, did I'm you win his... all the dog food? Um, Discover Dogs is a local dog, like kind of like a whole like lifestyle, lifestyle boutique for your dog. It's a, <laughs> near my house, which is great because I don't drive. Um, and so when I uh, got a puppy, uh, worst, best decision ever, um, I started shopping this little store down the street. And then Jake, one of the owners the other day said, hey, it's our fifth anniversary. Like, please stop by. And in my head, I was like, that sounds like the opposite of what I want to do. Yeah. But They've been really, uh, they're very, very nice and they've been really great. And my friend Natalie works there and she's my friend because she works there. But now like after like, you know, a couple of years of going in there, I really like her and admire her. So I stopped in on Saturday and it was packed and Hank was great. There's tons of dogs and he's acting so normal for Hank as Hank, as normal as Hank gets. And uh, there's like a raffle to enter. And I was just entered the one thing that we could really use, which is uh, dehydrated raw dog food, which we can't super afford right now with all of his vet bills. It's super expensive, too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, like I never win stuff. I really don't. It's just I have other luck in life, but it's not that. And then I did a ring toss and like when I'm a cool ball um, and then <laughs> collars were 50 percent off. So I got him two new collars. Oh, one nice. looks like olives and grapes, which I really like. Ooh. And the other one is fluorescent and waterproof. So when he learns to swim this year, he already knows <gasps> how to swim. He's a dog. Oh, my gosh. We can go to dog beach. Yes. Oh. Um, 
So I got a call on Monday and I won $150 worth of free dog Whoa, food. Holy shit. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, oh, I'd really like to add that back into his diet and figure out a way to afford both. Like he liked the kibble he has and that. So it was mm-hmm. really nice because it's like a couple of like maybe two months worth of dog food. Yeah. Uh, if that's I do awesome. it that way. Congrats. So yeah. Congrats that's a retail dream. Retail yeah. dream. It's awesome. I also have a retail nightmare. Yeah. Let's hear it. So. I'm going to try and be as vague as possible. And I do not mean <laughs> any, I really hope, I'm sure this person doesn't know who I am and doesn't listen to this podcast. But I went into a store recently and I was, <laughs> the gentleman that was working at the store has so clearly just put on everything in the store that he could wear from that day. <laughs> so he was wearing like, uh, yeah, like I'm they only wearing like 12 shirts. <laughs> they only make a select amount of things for men. It's predominantly a clothing store for women, but they do have a few things for men. And he was just like putting on the accessories, which would be, I mean, anything in the stores for anybody who wants to wear it. But he was wearing all this crap at once. And it was all just taken right off the floor. Like I'm sure like he just puts the price tags back on at the end of the day. And I'm not sure if he's actually wearing a tea cozy on his head or a tooth. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he had this scarf, like very, very like flamboyantly thrown around him. And it's all like screen printed and stuff. And it's just like, there's all these different like jarring patterns mixed together. And it was like first thing on a Saturday morning. And uh, I needed to buy a belt, which I then found out I am too fat for and had to return. <laughs> um, Belts are hard. But like he's also like he's very warm and very friendly and he does something that I cannot stand in a salesperson, which is, oh, my gosh, I love that so much. My girlfriend has that. I bought it for my girlfriend. She has that, too. And this over here, my girlfriend has it as well. And I'm like, not a selling feature from a man wearing a tea cozy as a hat. (laughs) Also, like, you don't know this person. Yeah. Why do you care? And I don't want help. Like, I really radiate that. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. I've already pre-shopped online. I'm going to look at the three things I'm interested in. Feel the material. Feel the material. Check the content of the material. Decide while I'm away, then come back, try it on, and then buy it. Yeah. Usually, actually, it's a story. I just look at stuff online, go in, try it on, and buy it. But yeah. it was just really funny because he had, like, so many pieces of flair on. And also... Uh, I know which store this is because you texted it to me before we started. Uh, and that is so against the aesthetic of the store. Like the store is very sort of organized and, you know, minimal. <laughs> like it's also a really so small right space <laughs> and there was maybe five people in it. So it's packed. Yeah. Like so five it's, people it's and it's packed shop. and kind of have to like, you know, there's only like one of each size and yeah. Um, I just felt really overwhelmed and he is clearly a nice person and I was just like I there used to be a woman that worked there who um I really just really loved being helped by and she has moved on to bigger and better and different things and this is you know this is the new normal and I've got to get used to it (laughs) (laughs) and it's also like it's like you know it's pretty shitty to be annoyed by a nice person and that it doesn't happen a lot and it's more just like it was just like you don't dress like this outside of the store. You're just wearing everything from the store, He's and then you just put it down. A goof, but it like it does seem like his personality is like too big for the tiny store. <laughs> like he's filling the whole. I think shop. it probably works. I think salespeople like that actually really get the job done. And I've worked with people like that before. I'm not like that, but I have my own thing that I would do too. Mm-hmm. And his thing is just different. And also, it's like I haven't been in a relationship for a while, so I'm like. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like every time he's like girlfriend i'm like ah 
Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the over familiarity. I mean, I've talked at length about the people from Lush and how they're like feeling your jacket up and they're like, oh, this is pretty. And you're like, why are you touching me? You're a stranger, stranger danger. Oh, yeah. That's that that thing about Lush is someone touched me in Lush. I just start screaming. <laughs> I wish I could they have... should know not to touch. Like, it's kind of like right up there. Yeah. I would it's assume. just kind of a sensory attack on every front. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Although yeah. I've learned if you go to the Metro Town store, everyone's super chill there. Very funny. Don't like crowd you when you go in there. Interesting. And only sort of approach you when it looks like you need help. So basically, I love them all at the Metro Town store now. And because I'm out there a lot for work, I am stopping in there uh, semi-regularly. Uh, if you guys use the soap in my bathroom right now, that's the last thing I got from Lush, which it's like when you wash your hands, uh, it makes them like neon yellow <laughs> oh. oh my goodness i did i really like the soap too because it has two bumps on it yeah and it looks like it's little nads it's little it. <laughs> it's the ball soap oh yeah. Uh, yeah it's like little lemons and then inside the soap there's weird sort of like cocoa like shea butter or something which is some sort of lush bullshit yeah i like picked it up and i was like what's going on here and they were all like we don't fucking know and i was like eh, why not it smells awesome. nice I'll now get that's it. the kind of service i yeah, want that's what i want is the the and then like they were also talking about like oh yeah i wonder how much much this would be with my discount and then they're like checking and they're like nice three bucks i can <laughs> afford that and i'm just like these are these are the sort of sales per people purple sales I, purple these are the sales purple number one that i respond to um, I have a nightmare that oh, happened amazing. today. Great. Um, and I was worried. It was. It took so long that I was worried that I would not get here on time for the <laughs> podcast. Um, so this is following up. I don't remember which episode it was, but I talked about going to the bank and a bank teller who I really dislike, who has a diamond bracelet. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember? I talked yes. to him. So I got a letter from my bank today. I was I was just heading out to go uh, pick up some drinks for the podcast. And I checked the mail on my way out and I got this letter from my bank. And it says, you know, it's this long letter. It looks very official, uh, but it's in a different font than usual. So I'm like, automatically, I'm like, this is a weird scam. Uh, Pretty high quality paper, too. Yeah, it's like very thick. a piece of loose leaf. Um but it says, uh, our records indicate that during your recent visit at the banking center, you updated your tax residency information, uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, call your relationship manager. And these are all things in oh. capital. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then there's a there's a little chart, which makes no sense. And then at the bottom is like fa failure to provide satisfactory self-certification of tax residency or United States person status may result in your account information being reported to the relevant tax authority. And you may be subject to a penalty under the Income Tax Act. And I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, I mm. first of all, I never go to my bank ever to like <laughs> meet with anyone because that's a nightmare in itself because uh, they're always flashing their diamonds at you. Uh, <laughs> So I, you know, I wanted to get this sorted quick. So I showed it to Jay and he's like, I don't understand what this means. I said, should I just go to the bank right now and get yeah. it over with? So I go there. There is one person in line ahead of me. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is a good time to be here. Like, you know, sometimes if there's a long lineup, I'll come back another day. But there's one person ahead of me. She's just doing a deposit. Easy. I can wait for that. That's fine. 
So how many bank tellers are working? Sorry for interrupting. There's two on the tills, but one has the little sign up that says like classic, someone else will be classic that mm-hmm. bank. Yeah. And the uh, other has a diamond bracelet on. He, he Yeah. It's my favorite guy. But guess what, though? Since I last saw him, he got a second diamond bracelet on the same same wrist, same wrist, same wrist Two. they're identical. But one's like uh, white gold and the other's like just gold. And I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> like also, he's got one earbud in, you know, those wireless earbuds. Mm-hmm. So I imagine the whole time he's listening to like techno or whatever <laughs> in one ear. So I wait a while. I wait like five minutes. Totally normal for the bank. It's cool. And then I show him, he calls me up and I show him the letter and I say, like, I don't know what this is. And he takes it from me and reads it out loud <laughs> to me. And I was like, no, I know, I know what it says. I know what it says. And then he says, he's like, okay, well, what this looks like is that you, uh, you recently visited a banking center to update your, your tax residency information. And I was like, no, Why I just you told that? you that I didn't do that. And he's like, oh, okay, give me, just give me one second. And then he goes to talk to someone else. So this is the first person he talks to. He then gets uh, sort of pulled away to a phone call and he's on the phone for about 10 to 15 minutes Whoa. Um, dealing with someone else's problem. And uh, he then comes back to me and he goes, oh, sorry about that. Uh, just give me one more minute. And he, he, he keeps carrying this paper around, like going from office to office. And I just watch him going from each banker's office, sort of standing there, showing it to them and then passing it back to him. And then he, show, he brings it back to me. And like each time he sees me, there's been a 10 minute gap. Luckily, I have a podcast that I'm listening to. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have, you know shat my pants and lit it on fire <laughs> which I felt like would have been justified mm-hmm. right um and he keeps coming back being like so you changed your tax status and I was like no I didn't I didn't do anything like nothing has happened um so I'm there for over half an hour uh just standing at the till and then eventually a woman comes over and says yeah we just updated our system so just ignore this like this is this doesn't mean anything and I was like Oh, okay, I guess life is meaningless. And so it was a half an hour of my life that I'll never get back. Uh, and I hate this man even more. And I feel like next time I see him, he's going to have three diamond bracelets. <laughs> uh, he I'm gets a shock. diamond bracelet every time he... Every time he's bad at his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know it's like, I probably... You just wanted to make sure everything was fine. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to get sued by the IRS for something. Because... You know, that I've heard of stories about that happening and it's scary. And because I'm working on my taxes right now and it's so confusing. And I was like, oh, did I do something wrong? And he just kept being dismissive, being so dismissive. And also, you know, I think he just took one look at me and he was like, oh, this person doesn't have a lot of money, so I don't have to be polite to them. I am a, a member of the same bank, but I go to a place downtown and I think I've more than once said how great their customer service yeah. is. And I've never been kept waiting in the, you know, I got my account, first account there in 1999. The Willennium. Yeah, the Willennium. <laughs> it was a uh, Y2K. And you um, were like, I'm going to put this money in a brick of ice. <laughs> and they're like, please, ma'am, we can help you. <laughs> It's just me ranting. That was the that was the story that I was like, this could either be a ticket <laughs> or it could be a nightmare. I, I'm going to just say something I don't often say, but I think that you should make a customer service complaint. I was thinking about it. I think it's time. I was actually thinking about it. We've all had one. <laughs> like, yeah. You could be this guy. I was thinking about it, but then I was like, yeah, 
what if I have to see him again? And then he would know that it's me. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He's just really bad at his job. And he's got an earbud in the whole time. Like, that seems unprofessional. It's not a hearing aid? No, it is the wireless Apple thing that is definitely going to fall out. I'm kind of surprised that, like, you can wear such ostentatious jewelry at a place that is the biggest target for robberies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird, too, because maybe he's bait. It's kind of like <laughs> it's a bait diamond. My apologies about the if they are bait diamonds and I'm wrong um, <laughs> or if it's something cultural, which I'm unaware of. They're master bait diamonds. <laughs> yeah, he puts <laughs> their cock he puts rings. one like, real tight around his balls. Um, it like really increases stamina. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a very strange choice for working at a bank. Mm-hmm. Considering people are there often and very under very stressful. And I don't yeah. think like, I know that this is a wealthy neighborhood, but most people who live here are not wealthy in this proper most part. Most of the people, like if you're wealthy, you have your banker come to your house to mm-hmm. discuss finances. This is something I know. <laughs> anyway, can I also just give him a ticket? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, all his diamonds should fall out. <laughs> and then, because they're really ugly bracelets, too. They're like, they're so ugly. Why would you have two of the same one? I know. It's really bizarre. Taste is personal. Yeah. I mean. it just It's not a good look for him, though, either. I'm going in to see this guy one day <laughs> because I can. And I'll be like, hi, I have an account here as well. But, um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> So, Sonia, enough about whatever I was Hello. just talking about. Uh, what's your other retail nightmare? I do have one about the same place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny how the douche wedge attracts all <laughs> kinds of horrible people. I'm going to refer to it as the douche wedge yeah. from now on. Yeah, because it's um, it's actually kind of a side nightmare. A, a vegan cheese store just opened next door oh, to it. Yum. Which is um, great. The cheese is great. Yeah. Uh, the lady's nice. Um, but people, they're not open very often because they run out of product a lot because it's very popular and people come in, used to come in all the time. Every day, somebody would come up to me and say, why isn't the cheese store open? You're like, because I be, closed it. Um, I ate all the cheese. I'm sorry. It's and my fault. I'm like, I, different business. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't control the cheese. But yeah, people I don't are, control the cheese. I heard you were cheese mayor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I um, want to be cheese mayor. I want to start this as I don't control the cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have to do the whole going, like fake and go into the back and and asking. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, because we did have we shared kind of the back area, so if you left through the back, you okay, could, could get to the cheese people, and I would have to walk out, knock, and wait, and come back. Woof. Uh, <laughs> but um anyway just to kind of i guess just to give you a general idea of how passionate people are about vegan cheese but um this is about a co-worker i had there for approximately five days which Whoa. was I'm, i was very lucky about that i was training with um a young woman who was leaving to work at a coffee shop at a at an expensive coffee shop in chinatown okay um, which if if I think we know our listeners aren't familiar, <laughs> chi- uh, historic Chinatown Vancouver is a, a severely gentrified and up and coming hip neighborhood. Yeah. Um, he used to be somebody's home. I walked through there because um, I went to a show at like Hastings in Maine on the weekend 
and I walked through it and I was just like, I don't recognize recognize these blocks. Like entire, there's entire strips of stores that I'm like, the last time I was here and I'm there pretty frequently for Mm -hmm. shows and like comedy and everything. Uh, I, yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? Jay and I were walking around and I said like, do you ever feel like you don't live in your own city? And he's like, constantly. (laughs) And these stores occupy so much space, literal physical space. Like a coffee shop would be huge. You don't need that much space. Yeah. Oh, it's about the luxury of like, oh, we don't need to fill this space. It can be a big, empty space. What Jay said, he was like, most of the city is not for us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I feel that. I definitely feel that every day, (laughs) constantly. Yeah, it's not for us and it's definitely, definitely not for the populations that do dwell in Chinatown. No, or the surrounding neighborhoods. Yeah, which is a lot of folks who are seniors or homeless or poor. Just people on fixed incomes. Yeah, and And families like that neighborhood. Like when I moved back here in 2005, that's where I lived. And that was where like kind of one of the last neighborhoods where a family could buy Mm -hmm. a home, Mm -hmm. maybe. And uh, yeah, historically a Chinese neighborhood. And that's uh, directly related to my story (laughs) because this young woman who was very nice and so welcoming and was so excited to have me there and and to train me was telling me about how she sat to leave, but she did get offered a uh, position of a manager in this coffee shop. And she told me at one point, she said, I'm really excited to go work there, but I'm just, I'm feeling kind of weird about working in that neighborhood. And I was like, yeah, like I totally get it. I think if I were in your position, I would feel that way too. (laughs) Totally (laughs) for a different reason. (laughs) To to which she said, yeah, just all those natives and homeless people out on the street. I don't know how I'm going to walk there. (laughs) Oh my God. I had this moment where I was like, oh, what is the acceptable way of being like, Oh no. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. That's, we're not the same. Yeah. How do we you respond to that? I, w- I would I'd be I like, feel what like, are you afraid of? I feel like my entire. One of the safest neighborhoods in town. Yeah. People in that, I mean, my mom always, when I will tell her that I'm going to a show in that neighborhood, she's always like, oh, I'm worried about you. It's not safe. And I'm like, your mom is like old. Yeah. My mom's in this her woman 60s is like a young and, racist. And she lives in Langley and my mom's not saying it for racist reason. She's saying it because she watches the news, which yeah. is racist. So, you know, <laughs> like, so this I, woman, I don't told you that she was worried and... about going there. Oh, which man. I thought that she was, you know, worried for the because reasons it's that of weird vibes. Yeah, that she was part of part yeah. of this wave of. And then I was just pushing she, people out. Weird. A wake up call. Because this is a person who was my age, who was like a person who goes to shows that I go to. Really? Yeah. And goes to like places that I go to. And it was really bizarre. And it was just difficult to be to kind of like jump out of that situation and just be like. But don't you immediately feel like you can't trust that person? Oh, you can't be around that person or share space with them or be completely different. Honest with them. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, my gosh. Like I'm so sorry. You've got a great new job at a place that you want to work at and you have to face the reality that it is in an, in that neighborhood and those are humans deserving but of those safety people, and those are their lives and they're living their lives and that reality in that neighborhood like and they don't get to go home to wherever she gets mm-hmm. to go home to and like <sighs> okay she sucks i 
um sorry do you have more Is oh there no more no to it's, story? no it's th- but that there's bomb. kind of more to that story but i wasn't there for the rest of it what's the rest of it well um I we was told accept by, hearsay oh thank you <laughs> i was told by my other co-workers who i'm friends with who are lovely um that at different points she had told my Asian coworker that she was lucky to not look so Asian that she must have gotten the good genes. Oh, <laughs> so she's just like straight up 100% a bad person. <laughs> and at one point she referred to her boyfriend as the perfect Aryan. <gasps> oh my God. So she's a, a Nazi. Yeah, like she's up. a Nazi. Uh, yeah. That's awful. Yeah. And it's just, it's interesting because you don't see that a lot in I'm your I'm sorry. No one says straight up Aryan and isn't. Yeah. No, you're a Nazi if yeah. you say Aryan in a positive yeah. way. I'm in shock. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's it's important to, I, it was such a big shock shop? for I'll me. I'll go throw some hot coffee on her. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a person that I see uh, in a kind of similar context usually just in a leisurely context that's fine so it's it's weird there are people around you that are like that that's okay you just reminded me i went to go uh on friday night last friday i went to go see sloan at the imperial which is a venue down at hastings in maine which i've been to before and you know it's kind of a weird venue because it's like this cavernous like place that people spend a bunch of money in a very uh, unfortunate neighborhood where a lot of people are having, you know, a very hard time just right outside. And so former guest Adrian LaBelle and I were there together and we went to the washroom at the venue. And so Adrian and I were standing in line and the, the type of people who are at those shows are usually older, like, cause the band has mm-hmm. been around since the early nineties. So they're usually, we're usually like the youngest people at those shows. So two stalls open up right at the same time and Adrian and I both went in, but there were, you know, a few stalls apart. And then we could hear all the other women standing in line talking. And we heard this one woman say, oh, wow, this sink is really fancy. It's so nice. Like, and then they're like, yeah, this venue's really good. And you could tell like they'd never been mm-hmm. to, to a show there before. They're like, yeah, this venue's really like fancy. It's so different from the rest of the neighborhood around here. And they're like, yeah, it was these two women talking. And she was like, yeah, this neighborhood is so trashy. It's so gross. And then no one was really saying anything back to her. And she was like, look at this sink. Look how nice this sink is. I bet all the people who live in this neighborhood break in here and take baths in it. And Adrian and I were both Whoa. like, while we're in our individual stalls, just like, like in between farts, <laughs> like angry pissing just like jets of hot piss just like being like i wish this was in your face you dumb lady and so i almost like because it was also full disclosure it was 420 so like you know i was feeling i wanted to just like scream like you're talking about human beings like fellow human beings you can't just talk about people like they're not you know just like you with a different but you're in a bathroom and you've got to be ready to brawl <sighs> You gotta Which be I'm to always that ready sink so. and break it over their head. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like Hulk rage, <laughs> lift it over my head. Uh, but so Adrian and I both came out of our stalls at the same time, and we just sort of stare at each other, and we're like our eyes are wide, and we're just so angry, like washing our hands. We leave the bathroom, and we're like, "Holy fuck!" Like that was this is just like the worst, and it kept going, it kept going, and I was just like, you know, white hot anger feeling, and as was Adrian. And it was just awful. And the thing she's that she said as we were walking out and talking about it, she was like, and those are women who would just consider themselves to be nice ladies. And you'd see them on the street and they'd be nice to you. And 
you know, think of themselves as good people and charitable and nice. But then, you know, they've had a cocktail or two and the reality comes out and it was just, it really, and I've, it really sort of, uh, like peppered the whole night for us of just like casual, like discrimination. And then we're there and surrounded in this crowd of people. And then anyway, it was, it's a real bro scene too. Also, cause like once any band gets Mm -hmm. to the level of success and popularity where, you know, there's a disconnect between who the fans are and who the band is, it becomes like just it's like going to see Japan droids or something. It's just like a big crowd of bros. Yeah. <laughs> Those particular genres of Sloan and Japan droids attract it's just like rock. A very specific, wonderful Man type rock. of boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's tough because like I'm friends with guys from both of those bands, and they're sort of like, Yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't know how this happened. I don't know when this happened, like, but this is that's what happens with any bands. Uh, to quote Sloan, uh, it's not the band I hate, it's their fans. <laughs> They've got a song that talks about that even. So there there you go. Anyway, that neighborhood. That neighborhood. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I just like told a really sad story. I love your anchor. I love it. I'm so happy But now. this is why I'm drinking a, a beer wine spritzer. Um, so switching gears. Mm-hmm. Sonia, yes. How much money have you spent on the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> how much money have you spent? All merchandise from the Chili Peppers. I see a T-shirt. I wanna own ya. I'll buy a ticket down to California. <laughs> You can uh, say it into the mic. I love the song. <laughs> I love the song. The only reason I asked Jessica to put this in is because I want to hear it. She's like, I want to hear the song 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't play it while we're recording. She just know. inserts it in. <laughs> but uh, I'll make sure that Alex Hudson knows how much she loves the song. Uh, I think it's kind of nice because even though he's moved to Toronto, it's like a way for me to be. He's like he's around constantly. Oh, uh, Flea didn't do it. Uh, well, he collaborated it okay. with Flea. <laughs> Alex Hudson Flea Joint. That's what the song is. Uh, so, did you grow up th- with the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Or I think I did. I remember. I don't think I've ever spent money on cds and such that's okay because my dad had them already (laughs) (laughs) cool dad uh when stadium arcadium came out Mm -hmm. which would have been like mid 2000s probably yeah five to six and um i heard the first two singles on the television (laughs) and i loved them (laughs) i was at the age where it was appropriate too Totally. Um, it's always appropriate. I'm They're just, an amazing band. I just hate them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah They're exactly. kind of impressive. Just like their career, like all the time that it's spanned. And yeah, like people are just into funky rock. <laughs> <laughs> They're so goofy. And I really wanted that. And Stadium Arcadium is a very goofy album. I'm looking it up right now while you're talking. Um, but I, I, I really wanted it. And I told my dad and he said, oh, I have it already. Aww. And I had it. But I think I have in the past in high school paid around $10 to 
uh, rent a karaoke room where I did Californication. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to say? It's not a CD. You're like, I paid $10 to look at a picture of Fleece Butt. <laughs> I would. That's and I was adorable. Like, you were overcharged. <laughs> Anyone can see Fleece <laughs> yeah. Butt. Which uh, I guess that doesn't, that money doesn't go to the Peppers. No. But, uh, <laughs> there's no licensing fee in no. karaoke. The Peps. There's a there's a restaurant in Kingsway called Chili Pepper House. <laughs> oh, and every cool. time I go past it, I'm like, should I go there just so I can take photos for Alex Hudson? <laughs> Text them to him. I probably couldn't eat anything there because it's probably too spicy. Um, so what song do you sing at karaoke? Californication. Californication. Okay. Yeah. The right. longest song in the world. <laughs> All of their sort of slower ones feel like they go on forever. Yeah. They all have like eight verses. We're still uh, at zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zero dollars spent. Yeah. Forever. I hope. I mean, I could see myself buying something for fun now. Yeah. Now it's segment. become like now I'm just going to get a Red Hot Chili Peppers tattoo. So I'll spend like 200 bucks on it. Yeah. Do you ever meet men who are musicians whose favorite musician is John Frusciante? Always. Um. A few. <laughs> like, that's a thing. I feel like that's the safe thing to say. It's always him. That's their way of being like, oh, I like this part yeah. of this trendy band is John <laughs> Frusciante. Um, he's so frouche. He's very <laughs> frouche. But yeah, what's he up to these days? No I one... think it might have been him or someone else or the other one. But I think he <laughs> released an Acid House album a oh. few years ago. I th- oh. want to say. I feel like that's come up on the podcast before. Yeah. I think I'd be into that. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that tonight. <laughs> Should we Puppo? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do Puppo. Puppo <laughs> I have two popos for you. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Please. Cool. Should we do both of them at the same time or should we like come around to you? We should do both. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Please. Sonia, <laughs> who are your popos? My first popo is uh, a popo named Heifer. Oh. Heifer. Heifer. <laughs> and he is a dog. He is a cow dog. In nice. that he's black and white oh. and he's colored like a cow oh. and he looks like a bull. He's not like, he's not a bulldog. He's, I think, a pointer retriever mix, which is classic dog. The best dogs. Yeah. He's the best cuddle dog. <laughs> and he just has a big, big chest and he that. likes it scratched and he's just very powerful. <laughs> and I love him so much. And he's my friend Katie's dog. Uh, Katie and Ben, who are amazing, who play in Tough Customer. Um, also Popos. Also Popos. Heifer is a really weird dog. <laughs> he, I only met him kind of recently, like a few months ago. He doesn't like strangers, especially if you're wearing fur or anything resembling fur. Wow. So I was wearing like a feathery kind of <laughs> collar thing when I first met him and he hated me. He would bark at me and not let me into the house. Wow. Um... That's yeah, so he has bizarre habits. If he <laughs> likes you, he will bring you a shoe. Aww. Doesn't matter whose shoe. That's so cute. Last time somebody came in and I was already in the house, so he brought them my shoe. <laughs> and then it's he, an honor. He, I know. He, he hid the shoe in his uh, little cave <laughs> so I couldn't find it. And I had to leave at 2 a.m. So that was weird. <laughs> Be like rooting through a dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. Weird comfort cave or whatever and he's just he's just a bizarre dog he has many looks if he's feeling weird or freaked out 
he will look at you like from below. <laughs> He'll kind of be like, oh, this is a, a bad medium for this. <laughs> You're sort of giving us like angry eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He can furrow his brow. Really? His mighty dog brow. Oh, that's so cute. A that little cow really brow. Cute. Yeah. He's so good. He's very friendly. He smells really good, <laughs> which is kind of my concern with bigger dogs. That are yeah, outside they get, a lot. They get a more surface area to yeah, stink up. But yeah. he smells so good, and his paws smell like corn chips. <gasps> That's my favorite. My feet used to smell like corn chips. Oh, were you a dog? Uh, no, I I just uh, wouldn't wash my tights <laughs> often <laughs> enough. Were you high fiving dogs a lot? Uh, always, always. <laughs> uh, and I just love corn chips, and I love the smell. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so a good. yeast thing. It's like a yeasty yeah, smell. Maybe. The real yeasty boy. Yeah, some sort of a fungus or yeast. I am yeah. down for that. I don't <laughs> smell like corn strips anymore in case anyone wants to know what I smell like. If anybody was like making fan art. Yeah. I mean, if you're making fan art where I smell like corn chips, I am so down. <laughs> uh, who's your other popo? My other popo is, and I just had to add this one to yeah. Bill today because I met... A new popo, and his name is Nathan. <laughs> I was um, getting groceries today and walking home, and right in front of my house was a woman walking a ferret. <laughs> On a leash? On a Whoa. leash. And, and it was, it's this little patch that's just entirely like blooming dandelions. <sighs> and he was just sitting there. And he's so cute. And I love ferrets. And the only reason I've never thought about getting one is again, I hear they smell really bad with smells they have a bit of a musk yeah and also here they can be pretty rude they can be pretty bitey <laughs> mm-hmm. they can they can really get into a lot of trouble in yeah. a house yeah they can get into some bad spots otherwise i think they're aesthetically the best they're so the long best friends. they're so good i love them oh uh, they're dog rats and i love they them are. they're long dogs and the woman was so sweet and she told me all about nathan he's a he's very old he's a senior ferret he's seven years old which is i think the average life expectancy for a ferret mm-hmm. she told me that 16 is the longest a ferret is known to have lived wow. so she's really aiming for that and <laughs> world record yeah <laughs> and Nathan had a, a weird coat where like a, a hair was halfway like white and half like brown. And I don't know if that's just his color or maybe he's just an old man. Oh. And that's just what happens. But he was very lively and he was so uh, friendly and he smelled me and we cuddled a little bit. Well, oh, that's nice. Were they on a walk or was yeah. she just in front of her house? They were on a walk. He wow. just didn't really want to walk. She said that he's a little... Weird about it still because it's one of the first walks of the season. Okay. So he's just unsure about what to do. But he was sitting in the dandelions and he was rolling around. That's so beautiful. You posted some photos of it on Instagram and I immediately was like, ferret! I was so excited. (laughs) I used to be friends with a few ferrets and it's been far too long since I've hung out with any of them. They're so weird. They just want to crawl up your sleeve and like hang out there. (laughs) And then you want to take off your sweater. (laughs) Just let them have it. They're great. I love any long animal. Basically. I know. Yeah. Long boys. Nathan. That's a really good name for a ferret. I know. Alicia, who's your puppo? Puppo of the week is Hank. Uh, he got to do some real dog stuff. He figured out he could hang his head out of a cab window when we were driving. Oh. It's really cute. Um, he jumped in a fountain today on nice. our lunchtime walk. It was really hot today, so that's perfect. And I've wanted to take him swimming, but 
haven't really had a chance to, and I haven't been sure that he'd be okay with it. Uh, but he was so happy and he was so confused because his whole lower half was soaking wet and his top <laughs> half was dry and he was like just shaking and shaking. <laughs> Did he have his new cool collar? No, he had on his regular uh, Borat um, <laughs> bathing suit harness. <laughs> yeah. Banana hammock. His banana hammock. Mm, who's your puppo, Jessica? My puppo is, uh, I haven't actually seen it, but I hear it every morning. It wakes me up. It is a baby crow that lives <laughs> in the tree outside my apartment. And I just know the parents because the parents have become uh, fairly fearless around Jay and I and uh, they look kind of exasperated all the time because they have this like baby crows act so dependent for so long like they get as big as their parents and they're still like feed me and it's such a horrible noise the crows are getting what they deserve Um, (laughs) so we've started feeding the crows and you know I like it because we're helping some some exhausted exasperated parents but the sound that the baby crow makes is so because you can hear it just like constantly calling and calling and calling for food. And it's like, ah, 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 ah. and then you can hear it when it gets fed because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, he got fed. Uh, and so Jay and I don't need to set alarms anymore in the morning because we wake up hours before we would like to wake up because we hear the like, <laughs> it's such a horrifying sound. And. I just imagine like as a human begging to be fed and begging to be fed and then finally getting fed and screaming the whole time you're being fed. And it's like, you don't have to keep making sound. They're feeding you like it's fine. Like it's just must be horrifying for the poor crow parent. Uh, But so the the baby is, you know, I think he's a teen now and he's big enough. And so he's sort of come come out of the tree and started asking Jay and I for food. And he's just so demanding. But he doesn't really know how to fly yet, so he's just sort of like falling down on the branches. Does he have all his feathers? Yeah. Or is he weird? He's I feel like it's he's weirdly early this year. Usually it's not until June or July or something. But yeah, it looks like a full fledged crow already. So it's probably global warming or something. Mm-hmm. I think there's two. There's two uh nestings. Two heats or whatever. Yeah, I feel like they, that happens twice. So I don't is, know why. So yeah. maybe there's like the First round and then the second round, yeah. other crows, maybe. Maybe it's like uh, one. I don't two know. I mean, somebody would know. And I'm just mm-hmm. guessing. Two ovaries, one each ha- <laughs> ma- has a fully formed egg in it. Mm-hmm. I've never looked up bird anatomy except for cloacas. Cloaca. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I know about cloacas. <laughs> um, speaking of cloacas, mm-hmm. uh, if anyone wants to hear necking online, where do they go? If they want to hear necking, they go to necking band uh, dot dot bad band camp. Oh god, I'm messing this up. <laughs> it's neckingband.bandcamp.com. Okay. Um yeah, and necking are playing a show on May 5th. Okay. At Dynamo Arts Association, I think is the full name. Mm-hmm. Um with Tommy Tone. Oh nice. Former guest. <laughs> um and also Alley Fest at Redgate oh, on nice. May 26th. And that'd be cool if everyone came because it's a big deal. And I think it's the last one at the current location because Redgate is having trouble, I believe, still finding a place to live. That neighborhood again. Yeah. (laughs) So if you want to support Redgate, and I think there will be eventually a campaign to help them out a little bit. Yeah. Um, More and more about that later. (laughs) 
And yeah. yeah and uh, you're playing Sled Island too, right? We're playing Sled Island. That's exciting. And if you're in Calgary. If you're in Calgary. In June? End of June. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure when yet. That's they exciting. Will that be the first sort of tour you do as a band? Yeah. We haven't been a band very long. Yeah. I think that's, that's the first. And it's also my first time outside BC. Oh, really? Calgary's very interesting. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> yeah. leave it at that. Sled Island is the best time to experience Calgary for the first time, I think, because it has a lot of like-minded people. It has a lot of like arts people there. And when it's not Sled Island, it's just Calgary. <laughs> and it's very, there's a lot really, of Yeah, I've heard a lot there. of very interesting things about Calgary. I'm really excited. And I've, I've heard the ride is really, the drive is wonderful. Oh, it's so. very majestic if it's not completely on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, um, do you have anything else? Yeah. So my new band, Celine, is playing a show on May 10th. Oh. Yes. My new band with aforementioned Popo Katie. And Tom was also a puppo. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, is Tom like non puppo right now? <laughs> and uh, two more wonderful puppos. Okay, so that's um, Thursday? Sure. That's the 10th. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's at Redgate. I'll well. be there. Yeah. Uh, Smoker, Celine, Champ Lawn Mower. Oh, that's and a good band. Bedwetters Anonymous, who I just saw for the first time the other day, and they're amazing. That's a stacked bill. Yeah. Oh, and. One more band that just got added that, oh, I forget the name Gowan. or who it is. I'm it's sorry. Gowan. It's Everyone so come yeah. out. Gowan's doing a solo set. It's the Peps. It's the Chili Peps. <laughs> it's the Chili Peps feet Gowan. <laughs> uh, Alicia, when's your show? It's the May 11th. 11th. Okay. Um, Day after your mm-hmm. show. May 11th at uh, Little Mountain Gallery. It's the early show. Uh, it's a sh- it's We've got Charlie Demers, Randy Newmeyer, and Aaron Reed as the stand-ups. All puppos. Yeah, all past guests as well. And it's Come Draw With Me. Um, all of the money that is being raised uh, is going directly to Little Mountain Gallery. None of us are getting paid for the show. So please come and support our, our local venue so they can keep it running and not falling apart. Um, tickets are selling pretty quickly. So get on it. Um, Jessica? Uh, Energy Slime will be playing uh, near the beginning of June. I don't know exactly the date, but it'll be great. Uh, it, it's our new lineup, which is three ladies and two guys. And so I love all the people in the band. And we've got new songs. And it'll be our second show ever playing these songs. So I'll I'll have more details later on. So I guess just uh, all I have to plug is our Patreon uh, and by the time this comes out, I will have probably printed some more tote bags. So we will on the, uh, Facebook page for retail nightmares, let you know how to purchase those and, uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, if you want to five stars only, please. Yeah. Only five stars. I mean, six stars if you can. <laughs> Unless you do- donate a thousand dollars a month through our Patreon account, you can do four stars. Then we That's will. Still a glowing review. If you donate a thousand dollars a month through our Patreon, I'll start a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll find the time somehow. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's what's new. Uh, I guess this is coming out at the beginning of May, end of April. Happy May, everyone. Yeah, happy May. Happy May. I hope. Uh, <laughs> 
It's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it. you uh, all enjoy that meme. Uh, thank you so much, Sonia, for being our guest. Thank you so much. Thanks uh, for having me. I'm sorry you had to experience such nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> but it was worth it for the podcast. I love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.